0: Hey, this is Matt Beret with the Tom J. Krieger team. This is the Nitty Gritty Podcast, episode 31. I am here with Sienna Cormier from Guild Mortgage. We're talking about Mortgage 101. Hey, this is Matt Beret with the Tom J. Krieger team. This is episode 31 of the Nitty Gritty Podcast. And... This week, we have a special guest. We have Sienna Cormier from Guild Mortgage here in Tucson. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: We are going to talk about um, Mortgage 101, all right? So we've got a lot of buyers looking to buy. I get a lot of questions with every buyer that I meet with regards to loan types, down payments. I don't think I can afford to buy. I don't have enough savings. So we're going to just get rid of all of that. Break it down nice and easy, you're gonna do that. I'm gonna ask you questions, <laughs> and, and we're gonna basically break down mortgage 101. All right? All right, so let's jump into it. So, first time home buyers, okay? Let's explain the payment. We've heard the term or we hear the term a pity payment, P-I-T-I. So break that down for us. What is a pity payment?
1: So your pity payment's going to be your principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. And sometimes the HOA fee, and also mortgage insurance, if that's part of your loan.
0: So basically what you're saying is any fees that are associated with owning a home, so like your mortgage payment is your... Pity payment. Absolutely. But that mortgage payment isn't just like the mortgage payment that goes to you, it goes to multiple people, is that right? right? So P okay. and
1: I would be your principal and interest only. Okay. But the Pity is the full payment.
0: So mortgage insurance, we get asked that question a lot. What is mortgage insurance?
1: So mortgage insurance is required when you put down less than twenty percent on your home. Okay. Um, and basically, it's a safety net because you, as the buyer, have less skin in the game. So it helps protect the lender if you were to default on the loan.
0: Okay. So basically, if you're not putting so it, if you're not putting twenty percent down, you have to give some sort of security blanket to the lender in case you default. Essentially. Okay. That makes it's, sense. It's
1: insurance for default, whereas homeowner's insurance is insurance on the home for.
0: Yeah. Anything that happens. If it breaks to your or anything that happens. Okay. Now, is mortgage insurance there for the entirety of the loan? Can like you can you buy it off?
1: Um so for there's different loan types. With FHA loans, mortgage insurance is almost always on there for the life of the loan unless you refinance um, into a conventional loan. Or if you put down more than 10%, or 10% or more. So, mm-hmm. if you put down at least 10%, then the mortgage insurance is actually reduced slightly and it also does fall off after 11 years. Okay. Um, and on conventional loans, there's the option to either buy it up front, to have monthly payments, or you can even split it where you do like not quite half or a little bit more than half and then the rest of it is included in your monthly
0: payment. Okay, fantastic. So, talking of down payments, let's just dispel the biggest myth that is out there, and this is something truly I get a lot, is when I'm meeting with buyers, their biggest thing is I don't have 20% down. Right. Okay. Let's just put this out there for everybody. They don't need 20% down, right? They
1: don't need 20% down, that is confirmed. Um, With, FHA, you're going to have 3.5% down. You can put down 3%, 5%, 10%, 15% on conventional. VA, 0% down in most cases. Yep. Um, we'll dig into that a little bit later.
0: FHA, conventional, and VA, there's three that you've mentioned. What are those loan types? Because buyers out here, they don't know what they qualify for, and that's why they, you know, in, in essence, sit down with you first and right. have a conversation, and it's ultimately you that tells them the loan type that fits them versus them coming to you and saying, Hey, I want a VA loan or a jump, you know, a conventional loan. So what are the loan types? What are the differences? And and how do you kind of match them to individuals, if that, in, if that makes sense?
1: Totally. Um, so there's five major loan types. There's the conventional FHA, VA that we talked about. There's also USDA. Um, and there's jumbo loans and then there's also like hard money loans and all that stuff that we won't really get into in HELOCs, but, um, those are your five major loan types. Uh, conventional is for a borrower that has a higher credit score, lower debt to income ratio, their restrictions and requirements that meet the guidelines are a little bit stricter. FHA is going to be the first-time home buyer's uh, loan, and the reason for that is because it allows for lower credit scores um, and also a lower down payment. So
0: just to pray, I'm gonna ask you, because um, I think this is super important to ask too, is um, do you feel that like a buyer is less qualified if they're with FHA versus conventional? You know, conventional, they've put more money down, right? right? Uh, FHA, they're not putting as much down. You just said that, like, with a conventional borrower, their credit scores are generally a little higher. FHA credit scores may be a little lower. Do you think, from a seller's point of view, that makes an FHA buyer less, you know, what's the best word to say, really? Qualified. Qualified or preferred, in essence. Um, Do you think that's the case?
1: Essentially, no. I mean, FHA is, is a great loan, and it it doesn't matter it shouldn't matter to the buyer or to the seller whether they're conventional fha or VA. If you're getting a prequal from me, they're going to be a solid buyer. There's, n- it doesn't matter what loan type that loan's going to go through, um, so it shouldn't make a difference.
0: Okay, because we get that a lot. Yeah. You know, when we're submitting offers, you know, listing agents ask, you know, what type of loan? Well, they're conventional, they're FHA, and you can almost like he- see or feel the eye roll right. of Ugh, FHA. But that, yeah. I like I've never had a problem with an FHA loan. Yeah. I've never had a problem with an FHA buyer or presenting FHA loans to sellers. So I just don't know where it comes from. Maybe it's a its know, I it's a People just thing. get it in
1: their head. Like they think, I mean, I guess there's less of a down payment possibly, right? Really not even because conventional allows for as little as 3% down. So it may yeah. not be a less down payment. Um, but I, yeah, agents, a lot of selling agents have in their head that and even the sellers that they don't want to accept an FHA offer, yeah. um, but it's backed by the government. It's a strong loan yeah. and they're going to be qualified.
0: Okay.
1: Well, there's I- no, there's no higher risk of them qualif- end up not qualified because they're FHA versus conventional or VA. Yeah. Hey
0: everyone, we want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. Also, we are licensed realtors practicing equal housing.
1: Now, let's get you back to the podcast.
0: I think a lot of the time, it all it's when a seller looks at a contract and they see the purchase price, which is nice, and then they see a really high number for a down payment. Yeah. That's nice, too. Right. And I also think it for a seller, it's them looking at it going, well, what if the home doesn't appraise? They can just they can take a, put a little bit more to their down payment. You know they've got more money on the page right. kind of thing versus an FHA buyer with a lesser down payment. It just doesn't look as sexy, right. you know. Yeah. So we've just got to dispel that myth. But
1: that's also just part of the world that we're in with those with where the values are at and what people are having to do to get those houses. Mm-hmm. But even I think that myth even exists before we got into this inflated market, right? Yeah. Um, I, it's it's always there for yeah. some reason. And VA, they do the same thing with VA. A lot of agents aren't wanting. Their, and I think my, and you would probably better be the one to answer this, but it's more along the pra- appraisal process, which could delay or FHA and VA have a little bit more things but, that they yeah. need checked off on their appraisals. Yeah. But um ultimately the turn time whether it's FHA or conventional on appraisals is not going to matter at all. VA are the only appraisals that are coming in like on their scheduled 10 business day turn time. So honestly to me if you're looking for a quick, you know, like seamless close then let's go VA. Like if you have a VA, take that because it's going to be it's going to be strong.
0: And i so and i agree with you va you know va loans government backed great for the buyer you know zero down payment which is amazing you know we've got active members and veterans who can literally buy a house for zero dollars if they use the right agent and can negotiate the right terms yeah which i think is it, they, it should be that way yeah and i honestly wish that other countries like the uk would do the same thing we don't have that so yeah. that's one thing i love about the us um but sellers will look at a va loan and go oh the va have tighter um, uh, restrictions with regards to appraisals, you know, they pick up every little water stain, they pick up every little bit of flaky paint that could be potential water damage. We're not going to accept it because we know we're going to get nitpicked. And I think that's just a sad state to be in. It's and like, most
1: of those things are such easy, cheap repairs. Yeah, handyman like,
0: repairs, right? Yeah,
1: like, oh my gosh, the plant is touching the house, cut it. Yeah, like,
0: get it away from you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, true story, I had a VA buyer who um the house we were buying had a 100-year-old tombstone rose, which they built the house around, right? They didn't move the tombstone rose, they left and built the house around it. Well, it had grown and was now touching the house, and the VA were like, you need to cut it down. And we actually ended up getting the city to write a letter saying, please don't cut yeah. down 100-year tombstone, right? Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous, yeah. you know? And the VA were like, oh, okay, we're not messing, yeah. we're not messing with like this special plant, you know right? Yeah. Like? Um. So they can be a little tricky, but they're not difficult, right?
1: They're not difficult.
0: Okay, so. VA, I think is great, you think is great. Conventional, a little bit of a higher payment, or can do 3% down, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Okay, FHA,
1: FHA, government-backed
0: loan. Government-backed, 3.5% and a half percent down. Okay. Jumbo.
1: Jumbo, Jumbo is, Anything that's over the conventional loan limits, which is right now in 2021, it's 548250 two hundred
0: fifty, So $548,250. So that's the maximum you can borrow on a conventional on loan? On a conventional loan. Okay. Anything over that is into a jumbo? Jumbo. Okay.
1: Or you can do the 80-10-10, which
0: okay, is
1: a lot. So I don't so, know that we'll go into that. But there's more options. So a lot
0: of splitting mortgage off. Yeah. So you okay. would do
1: conventional for the... 548 amount and then we could put the rest on a home equity line of credit that's tied to that house and it can be done at the same time.
0: Okay. So Jumbo is basically, it's just a much bigger loan. Mm -hmm. Does it have higher interest rates? Are they the same as like a regular loan?
1: sometimes they have higher interest rates it it kind of depends on the market and what's going on um i would say probably most of the time they do have slightly higher interest rates depending on your term. so if you do a 15 year it's going to be better but obviously if we're doing a jumble loan, that's going to be a high payment
0: yeah
1: um their underwriting requirements are a bit stricter as well
0: okay and then the last one we have done is usda Mm -hmm. i've actually had um the fortunate to to use USDA multiple times, yeah. especially here in Arizona. If you go a little further south, like Saurita and stuff like that, yeah. that's in the USDA area most people won't know about this That's i, I think it's like this is literally like the hidden gem of loans yeah, if yeah. you can get one it's like bingo baby yeah. right what is the usda loan
1: so usda are rural loans so they're for areas that are in rural areas um they're backed by usda and they're designed to help develop these rural communities or provide affordable housing for um those communities and they're zero percent down they do have their their form of mortgage insurance. Um, there's also a upfront guarantee fee that's paid upfront as well. So it's kind of similar to VA where the VA has their upfront funding fee, which can sometimes be, um, they, the borrower may be exempt to pay that.
0: Okay. Now I know with USDA, again, it's, it's, like you said, it's more rural areas. So in in Tucson and obviously Southern Arizona, we have a lot of rural areas. Mm-hmm. So you can qualify, but they kind of shut off at the city limits. Like you can't use a USDA loan in the city limits. It was all it was all, they were all founded for farmers back in the day. Yeah. Like hey, I'm a farmer. I live on a you know 34 right. acres. Here's a loan. Yeah, right. You're with a farmer. No damn yeah, with no down payment. Have, Way to go.
1: Community. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So we've got five different types of loans. We've got all varying different. um down payments, you know, 3%, 0%, 3.5%, 20%. So it sounds like a buyer trying to figure all this out on their own is, a, lot. is a mess. Yeah. Because it's not, there is no specific, right. you fall into this bucket, because you know what I mean? Like, that's why they have to call you. Right. Okay. So we've said this before. If you're interested in buying a home, the first step is to find an agent who then finds you a lender, and then you take it from there. Yep. And realistically, the way it goes, folks, is once a buyer has met with Sienna and sat down with her and had a consult, you both basically come back to me and be like, here's my price point, these are my terms, yep. like, let's now go shopping. Yeah. Right? And it's as simple as that. Absolutely. How long does it take to get an application kind of looked at and kind of you know get the ball rolling with, with you from... I woke up this morning, I wanna buy a house, how long does it take for me to be kind of ready to go?
1: Um, so that is honestly, a lot of that has to do with the client. So okay. with the buyer, how how quickly can you get me documentation? Um, because I'm going to want that documentation before I put my name on a prequel that says you're qualified. Yep. Uh, so they, they need to submit their application and then I would ask them to send me whatever documentation I need, depending on what information they gave me in their application. And then it can be the same day. I've done plenty of prequels that are within an hour of talking to the client. Um, and then other times, depending on how slow you are to get documentation, it may take a little bit longer.
0: Okay, so when you say documentation, we're talking um, like employment history and credit cards, Like the credit proof, card proof of statements. everything that they told
1: me over the phone. Okay. So proof of income, uh, proof of assets, and, and I, obviously, I need to pull credit. So I'll pull credit before that happens. If credit's in good shape and we don't need to do anything, then... And they have every... There's a lot of automatic verification systems as well. So sometimes I can electronically pull their bank statements and their income to where I don't need them to send me documentation. Those ones go super fast.
0: Awesome. Okay. So I've mentioned this before in other podcasts that buying a home is... I personally believe having a conversation with a stranger like you that I've never met before looking to buy a home, having that financial conversation is a little nerve wracking. Like, we don't want to admit to how much we make. We don't want to admit to how much sure. debt we have. We don't want to admit to how many credit cards we have, ex spouses, alimonies, all that type of thing, right? It's a pretty real deep and darkened kind of like personal conversation, right? right? Is this, do they have to have this conversation up front with you like, or is it online? Like kind of how can we make buyers who are a little nervous to have the conversation, how do we make it easy for them to just be open?
1: Um, you know, it's not that bad. Okay. Um, and, and so, and I'll tell you this because when I first started my career in finances, the first couple of conversations I had with people, I think I was more nervous than anything to ask them these questions. You know what I mean? Like, I really think that me, it was all inside of me and I don't have problems at all with people anymore. And sometimes they'll, they'll lead with it. They'll be like, Hey, listen, I'm really nervous. Or like. Gosh, you're asking a lot of questions. And I make jokes. Like, I'm asking, like, are you married? Do you have kids? And I'm like, I promise this isn't a dating application <laughs> because it's like, it's true. People yeah. get like, you know, yeah. so really lighten, lighten the nerves and, and release that because it's really, it, it's, it's something, if you want to buy a house and most people I think do know this, if you want to buy a house, I need to know this information. And I'm going to ask you a lot of really personal questions and you know, let's let's just dive right in. And if people are more comfortable doing it in person, which some are, I'm more than happy to do it in person. We can do it over the phone. Or if they're too nervous to tell me and they just want to put it behind the computer screen, they can definitely apply online.
0: That's awesome. So I will tell you right now, my friends, Sienna is my lender. Okay. She's doing loans for me. I'm put on my purchase. Um she works with Pretty much all of my buyers, uh, she's phenomenal at what she does. Pretty so,
1: much. Pretty I'm much
0: Well, okay. <laughs> Disclosure, there are some buyers that I meet who already have lenders and therefore they've already <laughs> got a relationship, okay? But most of the time, and even in some or cases. Buyers. Or cash buyers. <laughs> all right. Oh wow, I, I went down a rabbit hole. I'm gonna I'm gonna hear about this when, when the film stops. I'll hear about this. Hold on a minute, what do you mean most buyers? Um but no, sienna you're amazing. Thank um, you. We've got I think some you're
1: more
0: amazing a, too. Oh um, <laughs> (laughs) I bring her on. She's the only person that compliments me. Um, Tom doesn't normally say that. So, We've got some more episodes we're going to do, so stay tuned. We've got a whole series here about lending. Um, If you are thinking about buying, now is the time for you to reach out to me or reach out to Sienna. Here information's in the video and on the podcast. Um, But this has been a great 101. Next week, episode 32, we're going to be diving into the loan process. So if you are, again, you want more information, stay tuned, and we will see you on the next one next week. Take care. Hey, thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team. If you are thinking about buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, please reach out to us. We are local here in Tucson, Arizona, but we are also connected to over 4,000 agents across the U.S. So again, looking to buy, sell, or invest in your hometown, reach out to us and let us connect you. you.